Hi, I'm Jane Reichardt and I'm heading the dedicated wireless networks at Nokia. I really feel that it's important that we start thinking of technology as a way of changing how we work, how we live, so that we get greater human benefits out of it. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Jane, thank you so much for being my first guest. Thank you so much for having me, right? It's been quite exciting uh, times, and uh, I'm, I think it's fantastic what you're setting up now. Before we get into the you explaining technology bit of all of this, I just wanted to ask a few questions to get to know you a little better. Does that sound good? That's perfect. Okay, great. First question. What is an example of a time in which being a woman empowered you? I, If I think about it professionally, I think personally, there's always a lot of uh, examples that you could give. But if I think from a uh, professional point of view, um, about five years ago, when we first really started talking about a different kind of technology for emergency services and public safety uh, kind of services, I really felt that um, being a woman discussing about what technology could do for uh, people in ambulances, you know, services in, in hospitals, uh, how can we use it in this very, very human way? I think that's uh, that for me has been one of the, the times where I feel that really being a woman in this uh, kind of technology area has I would say bridged a lot of gaps of uh, what we normally can have of discussions. And and I probably felt, uh, I felt very empowered by that. For me, at least it often comes down to saying, what is the, what is the bigger story of this? What, what impact does um, uh, my work have to do in the bigger picture? Which um, again, when it's technology, how do we use technology? What do we use it for? Is this something that I can, uh, Go around not only to explain explain to my parents, um, or but also to my kids. How does it make sense in the society we live in? The next one's pretty simple. What is your favorite piece of technology? <laughs> like you say, simple. But I think these days it's difficult, right? We're sitting in a world with so many cool uh, cloud things, five um, G technology for infrastructure, applications on top. Um, so, um, so I probably have to go back a little bit on time. Um, you know, many years ago, I, I worked with um, with a different kind of, of applied physics field, and I worked with superconductors. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still think, from a deep technology point of view, that is probably the coolest uh, part to to look at how electrons pairs up and makes wonders in the world that we're in. So um, that was the very deep technology when it comes to the to the uh, broader perspective of it, I think it's very difficult to uh, to get away from how many things, if I look at how we live today, how many things do we use technology for? Right. Is that a favorite piece? No, I think I like it all. <laughs> so it's, it's, I don't think it was an easy question. Yeah, I think you're right. After I wrote that question down, I posed it to myself and had a really hard time with it. I was like, I really like my Nest thermostat because it has a really cool interface. Okay, so you've had a pretty diverse professional background. You've worked in the superconductor space, you've held a number of different positions at Nokia, and you've also worked in banking. Is that correct? Yes, that is. I've I got a few. To, I even got my stockbroker exam, right? I'm qualified. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit more about some of your previous experiences and how you think your diverse professional background has impacted the way you approach your current work? 
And now that I'm saying that out loud, I'm realizing how much it sounds like I'm interviewing you for a job. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I should think about the job interview at one point. Um, but, but I think, um, I think being diverse in background, and and also I, I would say adding to this, uh, I lived several places around the world, right? Um, and all of this makes a fantastic mix of not just being siloed in how we view what we're doing. So I think it's been for me, it's been very, very. Uh, the fact that I can, even the banking, right, I have an understanding about how investors uh, think. So when we go out, and we have to do this in the technology world, also talk about what is the cost? Is there a return on investment? Do we do, we do the right things for also money-wise? Um, does it make sense for the business? Um, but at the same time, being having seen so many different sides of uh, both roles within Nokia, sales, marketing, uh, product management, uh, um, services, um, being on call three o'clock in the morning when some technology does not work, right? Um, you get a different appreciation also for a lot of the skills that that is uh, that is around. And I think that is probably the the biggest part in what I do today is really appreciating people's knowledge in all of these various fields because nobody can know it all, right? And uh, knowing that you can't know it all also means that you get much more relying on teamwork and and uh, the knowledge that people have in the rest of the do. And I think my th this diversity in background and culture of working really has made me appreciate it a lot more. You've been focused on this message of identifying the opportunities that technology is presenting us with, rather than simply on the details of the technology itself. So how do things like 5G, the cloud, and other tech buzzwords truly change our lives and the way we do business? And why is this such an important message? I think, um, yeah, again, I think it's so easy to come out and saying, here's another piece of technology or a new um, generation of technology like with 5G. But right now, 5G is everywhere. But people relate still often to consumer type of thinking, right? How much can we download? What can I get out of it as my personal service? And I probably, again, a little bit on a on a bigger scale, and uh, people say some probably too big in many places where you discuss it. But the better we get things connected, uh, and not only in an IoT type of, of uh, frame, much more can we actually benefit from the wider technology. Let's, um, we most of us around the world have had a difficult uh, couple, last couple of months, right? Where have we been working from? Have we been able to work? What can we do with it instead? And this focus on what technology actually gives us of benefits, I can work from home. I don't, I don't necessarily have to go to the office. Uh, of course, it's nice to go there if it's, uh, there's also social engagements that you, you don't get the same way, even if, if we can do many things with technology. But, but still, it gives me the opportunity to say I can still have things functioning. So I think that, that for me, it's so important because it's more than just whether I can... Um, call people or download or I can I can be present as a as a consumer, but it's about how I work, it's about how I live. Um, you mentioned your thermostat earlier. Mm -hmm. um, how can we ensure that that uh, all of these type of, of uh, opportunities makes our life easier? I one point had a long discussion with somebody who says, but what are we going to use all this for? Um, and in my world it's about let's get technology to do the things that are time consuming 
and not adding value for us as humans? What if I could do things smarter at work? What if I could make it easier at work and we could save an hour? Maybe that hour is an hour I could then uh, take my kids uh, out to play football, right? Um, maybe we can use it not only thinking I need efficiencies or or automation or digitalization. They're so big words. But in the end, I think it's important because some of the things that it will free up for us is time. I've said before that if I don't get at least one angry email about this podcast, I will not consider it a success. So I'm going to have to bring up the fact that in previous conversations, you made an interesting observation. You said that approaching technology and science this way might come more naturally to women. Instinctually, I agree with you, but can you elaborate a bit on that? It, it's a little bit, um, and as you say, there's somebody's, somebody will hopefully disagree, right? It can't, it can't be true for all. Um, but I normally, um, I normally say that as a, this is a pure generalization, that you find the ones that are deep, deep diving into a certain specific part of the technology. This focus you need to do to be so um, blinded that you can keep a very narrow focus. Somehow, uh, we often see men doing that, whereas this broader one, um, and we can stereotype again, of having uh, eyes on, on all fingers and seeing what's happening around and how does it fit in and, and can we get it to work, right? That is probably something where we see a lot more women contributing on, on the technology side. And again, as I said to you earlier, of course, it's not all fits the same, um, but, but overall, we do see, at least for I over the many years, have seen much more men in what I would call, uh, you know, the the pure research uh, type of, of topics than the broader ones where you sort of like put them into context of why are we doing this? And both are critical. It's not yes, like- oh, you, you can't do one without the other, right? Exactly. So it, it's, it, that's why, but, but I just think that uh, maybe, maybe we are drawn to something different, right? What is the, uh, what makes us tick? How would you say Nokia specifically is exploring this issue? You know, what is the company currently working on that addresses this idea of using new technology to enact real change? I'm lucky enough to work in a company uh, that actually has a pretty broad view on, on the overall technology, because this is not about one piece of technology that functions on its own, right? It's, it's not like one app that solves one problem. Uh, but if I look again on 5G as a bigger picture, and what can we do with 5G? Then 5G is a radio uh, equipment for the mobile part where I'm sitting today and, and having a view, right? But we also need a core network. We need optics. We need applications. We need the software layer in between. We need to understand the data that's going into it. We need to have an understanding of AI. And for me, the fact that Nokia is end-to-end -end and really has all of these pieces on the uh, pure infrastructure layer, but also uh, the software and, and the services on top, I would say that that is um, that is actually it, it gives you the again back to this holistic picture uh, part of it, and I think it's important then when we talk about what do we do with the technology and how do we use it that we understand that is not one piece that can solve it all, right? It will always be an end-to-end -end picture uh, to get it right. If we look at technology changing, and I'm going back to the the that it has changed for many people over the last months, um, but the next part. From a business perspective, are businesses out there ready to use technology? We talk about, yes, how we live, our 
what can we do at home? What can we do family-wise? What can, can I work from home? But is a business able to run much more, you know, can we run it remotely? Do you have a factory that can be run remotely? Do you understand what robotics uh, needs of, of uh, uh, information? And um, that's one part. So we talk about, for me, businesses as employers, uh, employees, how do we engage when we work? How do we get this pure operations of the business to run? But also, are we are we ready in, in leadership to take business decisions? And are we able to do that? We're so used to still that in order to make a real agreement or get to, we need to sit face to face, right? Um, we had our first uh, online signing ceremony with a customer. I, I never heard about this before, but really like contract signing, uh, it, which, which was people were like, but how can we make this, how can we make it legal as well? So I think there's many aspects to how do we use technology. And, and there again, from an Nokia perspective, I'm so happy we see it end to end uh, in the bigger picture. Okay, so we talked about the opportunity that new technology presents, but what about the challenges? What are some of the things we have to keep in mind as more and more devices come online and our cities and buildings become more connected? I think that there's the obvious one that is also always being discussed, right? What, um, how do we make, how do we talk about security? So security of the data, but also security of the infrastructure because it becomes much more critical of, of uh, the role that it plays uh, in the society for workplaces. Um, again, going back to some of these factory examples that I have, um, if, you can, if you as a business are relying on infrastructure uh, and you are, are supposed to have a production running 24-7, well, then it doesn't help that uh, your, your production equipment suddenly is offline because you need to do a four hours upgrade of something, right? Um, but or that it becomes voluble for for attacks in a different way, right? We've we've earlier seen how cyber uh, attacks can can take down companies for days, uh, in all aspects. So that is definitely something we need to be very much aware of, and we need to be able to tackle. And it's not something you can do alone. Again, us, I would say, the wider technology industry have to have the conversations across and saying what can we do to make sure that this is happening the right way. So that's that's um, that's the first part, and then I think there's also a lot of still to be said around data privacy. Um, there's the fam famous examples of uh, I sit in what I think is my car, uh, listening to to uh, music that I think I might have rights to own or maybe listen to, but I take this car and I drive through the city. That is a smart city. Well, who in the end? Am I the owner of the fact of where I have been at what point with what kind of interfaces? Or is it the car that manufacturer that actually has the ownership of where the car has been? Or is it the city that needs to be able to pinpoint and are saying, yes, but we saw this car somewhere because we registered it in, in whatever crossing, right? So I think it's much more than whether we as consumers, again, understand the data we have and, uh, you know, have a given consent that my name is out there, my email is out there. But how do we use the data that is there? And how do we also ensure that we are comfortable as people on the data that is being used? Because today there's too many boxes where we have to click accept, right? Um, I never clicked accept for my, for my car. Uh, did I do it for uh, uh, the crossing and the lights that I went through or uh, did I do it or is that just something that is there? But I think that's, a, again, 
it's discussions we need to have and it's we can't solve it or at least come to some kind of, of conclusion of what the problem is unless we are open and, and discussing it in the wider context. Finally, what's next for Nokia? What are the company's main priorities as we approach the halfway point of 2020, a year that has proven to be unprecedented in a number of ways? Has the company had to rethink a few things? I think the biggest, uh, if, if I look forward, is that, um, we, of course, for us, still 5G is, is so present everywhere. Um, if anything, the first half of 2020 has really proven the criticality of all our infrastructure around the world, right? What is we, and I think that's even put more focus on 5G rollouts. So uh, can we, where, how quickly can we do what and, and how and where? Um, but, uh, and then of course, if you look at the, the effect also for us, um, like any other company around the world, uh, of course there is, um, this effect on, as I said, we all been working from home for quite a while, right? Um, how do we get the business to run? Uh, in my little team, uh, in in the uh, in the business, right? We had a long discussion on saying how can we get to this these parts of of working the same way as and as being as efficient, despite that we no longer have the the real environment to be in. So. Um, I would say it's opened up for a lot of good discussions on how we work and why we work. And I think that uh, if I look at the the overall scope for the uh, what's happening in the in the discussions, that we definitely they're not the only company, um, and we will continue also to look at uh, how to improve what we now found we can improve. But uh, overall, going forward, five G, five G, and more five G. And I think we've proven that we uh, we need all the connectivity we can if we want to also diversify um, how we work and, and live. Jane, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you and you've made an excellent first guest. You are welcome. I'm so happy to be here and I'm, I'm looking forward to the next ones as well. I think it's a very nice uh, start of a, of a new way of thinking about technology. Well, Technically is an art and media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com. Today's show was produced and edited by me, Catherine Spike.